Well, if you like mysteries, you're gonna love today's lesson because we're gonna talk about this mysterious figure in Genesis chapter 14. We're in week two of our Jesus in Genesis series. And today we're gonna talk about Jesus the priest like Melchizedek. In this series, we're taking a look at Jesus all over the book of Genesis, the first book of the Bible. Last time we saw how Jesus appears in the first few chapters of the Bible. And today we're gonna fast forward to chapter 14 of Genesis. And here's the first thing we're gonna learn. Melchizedek was a mysterious priest king of God. He spoke a blessing over Abraham, affirming the earlier promises of God. Now you can read the backstory in Genesis chapter 14, but earlier in the chapter, Abraham goes out and he fights against these five kings in the region to bail out his nephew Lot. And it says in verse 17 that after Abram returned from his victory, the king of Sodom went out to meet him and Melchizedek, the king of Salem and a priest of God most high brought Abram some bread and wine. Now, this is the first time we see this name in the Bible, and we're actually never going to see this historical figure again in the book of Genesis. And it says in verse 19 that Melchizedek blessed Abram with this blessing. Blessed be Abram by God Most High, creator of heaven and earth, and blessed be God Most High, who has defeated your enemies for you. And then Abram gave Melchizedek a tenth of all the goods he had recovered. So it's the first time in the Bible that we see the concept of the tithe. And actually the author of Hebrews talks about this in chapter seven. This is in the New Testament. He says, consider then how great this Melchizedek was. Even Abraham, the great patriarch of Israel, recognized this by giving him a tenth of what he had taken in battle. And Melchizedek placed a blessing upon Abraham, the one who had already received the promises of God. Now, what the author of Hebrews is saying there in verse 7 goes all the way back to Genesis chapter 12, just a couple chapters before we meet Melchizedek. That's where God made this promise to Abraham. He said, I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous and you will be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt and all the families on earth will be blessed through you. Now, this passage in Genesis chapter 12 is one of the most important passages in the whole Bible for you to understand if you want to try to wrap your mind around what God is doing from cover to cover in the Bible. He makes this promise to Abraham in Genesis chapter 12. And then as we go through the Old Testament and into the New Testament, we see this promise that he makes in Genesis 12. We see this promise unfold throughout history through Abraham and his descendants. And it's important to keep that in mind as we keep trying to understand exactly who Melchizedek is. See, it turns out Melchizedek represented a higher priesthood than Aaron. And this came as a shock to those who thought that the way to God was through the law. Let's go back to Hebrews to understand what we're talking about here. It says there that the priests who collect tithes are men who die. So Melchizedek is greater than they are because we're told that he lives on. In addition, we might even say that these Levites, the one who collect the tithe, paid a tithe to Melchizedek when their ancestor Abraham paid a tithe to him. All right, let's back up a little bit and understand what's going on here. 
When the author of Hebrews is talking about the Levites or Aaron or the priests, he's talking about the priesthood that was established later on during the time of Moses under the law of Moses. Moses' brother Aaron was the first high priest. And this whole high priest system was established. And this is what really all of the Jews in that day thought would get them to God is you get to God through the priesthood system. You get to God through the sacrifices and the temple and all that kind of stuff. And that's why this whole concept about Melchizedek is so interesting because Melchizedek shows up generations before Moses or Aaron show up. So how in the world does a priest show up well before the priesthood is even established? This is exactly the question that the author of Hebrews addresses in chapter 7, verse 11. He says, so if the priesthood of Levi, on which the law was based, could have achieved the perfection God intended, why did God need to establish a different priesthood with a priest in the order of Melchizedek instead of the order of Levi and Aaron? What the author of Hebrews is doing here is to set up this final and powerful point The mysterious Melchizedek foreshadows Jesus himself, and he shows that the way to God has always been based on a promise, not the law. Remember, the people of God throughout the entire Old Testament thought that the only way to God was through the law. They thought that they had to keep the law. They thought they had to be righteous in God's sight according to the law, and that was the only way to get to him. But the whole New Testament and the author of Hebrews here in the New Testament is saying, but it never worked. In the Old Testament, if you know anything about it, you know that everybody was broken. That really the law only served to show everybody that they couldn't get to God through the law. And that's the whole message of the book of Hebrews. And that's the whole reason behind the story of Melchizedek. The author of Hebrews says it like this, for the law never made anything perfect, but now... We have confidence in a better hope through which we draw near to God. This new system was established with a solemn oath. Because of this oath, Jesus is the one who guarantees this better covenant with God. Now, here's the Old Testament passage that the writer of Hebrews is referring to. It comes from Psalm 110, verses 4 and 5. And it says there, this is sort of a prophecy. It says, The Lord has taken an oath and will not break his vow. You are a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. The Lord stands at your right hand to protect you. He will strike down many kings when his anger erupts. Do you see the reference back to the story of Abraham in Genesis 14 when he struck down five kings in defense of his nephew Lot? But this passage is actually not looking back at Abraham. It's looking forward to Jesus. The person that this passage is talking about is Jesus, that Jesus is a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. Back to Hebrews, the author says, here is the main point. We have a high priest who sat down in the place of honor beside the throne of the majestic God in heaven. There he ministers in the heavenly tabernacle, the true place of worship that was built by the Lord and not by human hands. See, in the Levitical priesthood, the priests of Aaron and those in the line of Aaron would have to do their work in the Holy of Holies, in the presence of God, and they would have to stay standing the whole time because their work was never finished. 
year after year, they would have to come into the temple and try to offer these sacrifices to God on behalf of the people. And what the author of Hebrews is saying here is that Jesus now is better than those Aaronic priests. He is like the priest of Melchizedek. He's of a higher order because he doesn't have to stand up anymore. Take a look at what it says here in Hebrews 8.1. We have a high priest who sat down in the place of honor. And the reason that Jesus could sit down is because his work is finished. And the point is that this was God's idea all along, even before the Mosaic law. The way to God has always been based on a promise. We saw the promise first in Genesis chapter 12, and then this mysterious priest king named Melchizedek shows up and affirms the promise when he gives a blessing to Abraham. And then later in Psalm 110, the psalmist prophesies that someone else would come in the order of Melchizedek, not in the order of the Aaronic priests who came hundreds of years after Melchizedek. And then the book of Hebrews brings it all together for us and shows us that Jesus indeed is the priest that is talked about in Psalm 110, that Jesus is in Genesis chapter 14. Jesus is our high priest, and he finished the work so that we could be made right with God. Hey guys, I want to remind you, if you're enjoying this Jesus in Genesis series, that we have many more series just like this at PursueGod.org. Check it out. Use it with your family, with your small group, with your mentor, and go help other people in your world pursue God.